Well, it's really good to be with you once again. My name's Natalie Andrews. Um, the last time that I came, I actually had to be projected in because I had COVID. Um, and I think there was some technical issues there. So I'm sorry if you didn't get to hear all of it, but it is really good to be here. I live in Ely, just up the road uh, with my husband and two teenagers. Um, and I'm ordained in the Church of England, but don't have a local church that I'm uh, leading at the moment because I work for the National Church with a project called the Sport and Wellbeing Project. Uh, I won't talk about that at the minute, but if you do want to speak to me about it later over coffee, I'd be very happy to share what I do. But shall we pray before we begin? Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the gifts that you've given each one of us here. And we thank you that we can come and we can listen to you this morning. We pray that you would open each of our hearts. We pray that you would speak to each one of us here. That somehow you would use my words to be your words. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. I don't know whether you've heard this, but when I was a child, I heard this little tune, and it went, Here's the church, here's the steeple, look inside and here are the people. I can never do it right with my hands, but um, we used to learn this at school. Now, to some extent, it's a really cute rhyme, isn't it? But it focuses on church being a place, a place that we go to each week. It's a real focus, particularly on the building. The church gathered inside of a building rather than the people being the church. Now, our reading today encourages encourages us to think about being church as the people of Christ, being church as the people of Christ, rather than simply a church building or a church service. So what's a group of Christians? Well, in Paul's letter to the believers in Corinth, he describes them as Christ's body, Paul compares the body of Christ to human bodies. Each part has a specific function and a purpose. And there are differences, aren't there, between each one of us. But each part of the body works together as one body. Each and every part of the body is needed. We can't say that one part isn't needed. So Paul is saying that all of these gifts are given to each and every believer and that they're all needed to build up the body of Christ, to make it a strong body. And we're also then reminded in chapter 13 of Paul's letter to the Corinthians that all of the gifts that we've got are worthless if not exercised with love, love for God and love for our fellow members of the body. 
So all of the gifts that God gives us are to be exercised with love. So there's something really important about what Paul's saying here about the identity that we have as Christians. We are one body with many parts. So diversity of gifts is God's design. It's his design for his church. And as we live out these gifts, this creates unity. And this unity makes Jesus known in the world. So just imagine that if each one of us uses our gifts, we become a strong body, there is unity, and this makes Jesus known in the world. So it matters that we use our gifts, and it matters that we encourage one another to use our gifts. It's really encouraging, isn't it, when we are doing something and somebody says to us, do you know, you're really good at that, or I think you've got that particular gift. It helps build us up as that body. So let's encourage one another to use the gifts that we've been given. We are one body with many members, all created uniquely. And I think that's what's so exciting, isn't it? It's so exciting that we heard Gail's story this morning about her journey to faith and the way in which God is using her. But her journey is different to Kate's journey and the way in which she is also using her gifts. But the amazing thing is, each one of us is created uniquely. He's given each one of us an identity and a purpose to follow him. Now, I really love Catherine of Siena. I don't know whether you've ever heard of her, but have a look at her later on. Catherine of Siena. Now, she once said, be who you're created to be and you'll set the world on fire. Be who you're created to be and you'll set the world on fire. Isn't that an amazing thought? Just being who you're created to be. But it can take a lifetime, can't it, for us to work out, well, actually, who am I? How has God created us to be? And sometimes things can get in the way of us truly believing that we are created for something more. Be who you're created to be. So Paul's letter to the Christian community in Corinth where there, were, well, there was a lot of division. That's why he was writing this letter in the first place. It describes how we're meant to be as a body of Christ, as a church community. And now every human being, as I've already said, is created in the image of God, in the image of God. And he gives us each unique gifts and talents with which to serve him. He doesn't give us them just because it's good fun. It is good fun when we get to use our gifts. But he gives us them to serve him here on earth, to be his hands, his feet, here on earth. And yet sometimes it can feel like we're not in the right place. 
Sometimes we can be reluctant. Sometimes we might have got bruised along the way and we feel like, oh, actually, I'm not going to bother anymore. I can't possibly be called to do that. I remember when I was uh, exploring my own calling. I didn't really know I was exploring a calling, to be honest. But uh, it started a long time ago. I was a speech and language therapist working in uh, the NHS and absolutely loved it. Worked uh, specialised in brain injury and we worked in a multidisciplinary team. So we've got lots of different people uh, working together and using each another uh, different gifts as that team. And then I had children and I began to wonder, is this what I'm called to do? Speech and language therapy, not being a mum, because you, you're always a mum. Um, is this what I'm called to do for the rest of my life? And I began to spend some more time with the children and took a career break. And as I took that career break, I got more involved with things within the church community. Now, I do like to talk a lot, but getting up at the front, I would never have done. But my vicar at the time said, would you come and lead the prayers? Oh gosh, I couldn't possibly do that. And I did it for the first time. And amazingly, God gave me the, the words to say I was able to do this. I also had a real fear of reading uh, public reading. So reading the Bible out loud was just a thing that I thought I could never do that. But time after time, the vicar kept inviting me to, to just read the Bible out, out loud in, in the church service. And more and more things kept carrying on. And then one day I was praying. I was saying, Lord, what would you like me to do? And I heard the words chaplaincy. I thought, well, what's a chaplain? I don't even know what a chaplain is. So I went on to Google and thought, how do you become a chaplain in the Church of England? Because I knew I was in the Church of England at the time. And all these things came back. And then it took me on this long journey of thinking, well, okay, well, what is chaplaincy? I went to speak to different people about it. And eventually got to the point of realising it wasn't just a call to chaplaincy, but it was a call to serve God in this particular way of ordained ministry. And ordained ministry is only one part of, of ministry. We're all called to serve God, to build up the body of Christ. But when I remember having those conversations at the beginning and they were saying, would you, would you consider ordination? And I say, no way, no way. I'm a mum. I don't know my Bible well enough. All of these excuses. So I know what it's like to be at that point of thinking, there is no way I can do that. But maybe today, God is stirring your heart to think, actually, he'd like to ask you to serve him in a particular way for such a time as this. So don't be scared. Be bold. Take that ne next step. 
and speak to somebody about it and explore it with others. I once read a book by somebody called Parker Palmer and it's called Let Your Life Speak. And he says this, Let the highest truths and values guide you. Live up to those demanding standards in everything you do. But he then says, But this is a distortion of our true selves as it's living our lives from the outside in not the inside out. A way of imitating others rather than listening to my heart. He says, before you tell your life what you intend to do with it, listen for what it intends to do with you. Before you tell your life what truths and values you have decided to live up to, let your life tell you what truths you embody, what values you represent. True self, when violated, will always resist. It will always resist us, sometimes at great cost, holding our lives in check until we honour its truth. We're called to be the body of Christ, living out our purpose and using our God-given gifts. And I don't know about you, but that really spoke to me in the way in which sometimes when we're doing things that God hasn't called us to do, there's something that goes on in our souls that is saying, come on, this isn't quite right. You're not quite in the right place or in the right job or serving me in the, 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 right, the right way or the way that would fully embrace how I've created you to be. Our souls, when violated, will always resist us. Sometimes, though, we can let the expectations of others get in the way thinking about what others will think. For some, it might be guilt. Or maybe we think we've got to stick to particular rules. For some, it's the need to prove ourselves. For others, it's the hope of earning God's favour. And for others, we think that we don't have anything to offer and that our gifts are not as good as other people's. And this comparison can become really debilitating, can't it? I really love running, and so anything to think about Christ's body, I always think, oh great, I can get running into it. Um, even though that's not the point of, of Paul's letter. But um, when I'm running, I get quite competitive and my son, uh, who's 18, will say, when I come back and I start bragging and saying, oh, I've, I've just ran this race and I've, I've run a half marathon and all this, he says, oh, mum, stop flexing again, he'll say. <laughs> stop flexing. But sometimes we can compare ourselves to others, can't we? Or we can sometimes think we're better than others. And that's not a healthy place to be in either. So let's use our gifts in humility, that these are gifts 
from God, not to be abused or misused. I'd like to tell you a story about an African tribe called the Himba tribe. I don't know whether you've ever heard of them, but um, they think about the birth date of a child, not from when the child is born, but when they first became an idea in the couple's minds. And what they do, when when a couple are thinking about uh, having a baby, they think, I wonder what the song of this child might be. And so they discuss it together and they they then come up with a song that this child might live by. And um, as they go along, they, they sing this song throughout the creation of the baby, when the baby's born, at special moments in that child's life. And they also sing that song at the funeral when that person dies. So there's this real thing about this uniqueness, this unique song that each one of us has. And I'd just like to end, really, by us thinking about the songs that we have. What song do we have that we can sing this week? And I don't know about you, but when I think about... We've got all of these Christians here gathered today. But if you think about the body of Christ across the whole world and the individual songs that each Christian can sing, how amazing is that? Just think for a moment. If we get to Monday morning and think about the Christians in other parts of the world, each with gifts and talents with which to serve God, to build up the body of Christ, not just in Ely, but across the whole world. Isn't that an amazing thought? And if we all sing our songs, or all sing our tunes, what a glorious harmony we might sing together for God's glory. So as we enter into Advent, as we journey over the next few weeks, we heard at the beginning about Mary being given that very, very special, precious gift. I wonder what your gift might be. Do you know the gifts that you've been given? Maybe it's a chance over Advent to reflect on that and to surrender once again, to his purposes, putting aside some of the bruises of the past. When I was preparing this talk today, I said, I don't really know what to say. It's very difficult sometimes when you don't know uh, a body of Christ. And I looked, I prayed, and I looked up in my study, and there's a little heart on my study wall Um, which says, God of comfort. And I just wonder if there are some words, particularly for somebody today, that we have a God who wants to comfort us, but also maybe there are particular people here who have been given that particular gift of being a comforter, somebody who is a listener, someone who will 
sit alongside others, to be God's comfort to others. Who knows? God knows. But as you journey through Advent, why not use that time to encourage one another to build the body of Christ up, identifying one another's gifts and helping us to not just stroll to the stable, but run with perseverance to the Christ child and to wait once again for his coming again. Amen. I'd like to invite the band to come up and as the band prepare I'm going to leave you with a prayer and then we'll go straight on into worship and use that time to to respond respond to God so let's pray a prayer by Teresa of Avila Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks, compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, Yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth, but yours. Amen.